This episode of the Solar Report podcast on the bright side of the Sun Network is coming to you live from my garage because we are practicing social distancing, Matthew. How are mm-hmm. you, sir? How, how was this past week for you? It's been crazy. We were just talking about when I got in here. It seems like it's been a month. Seriously, since we last recorded. Yes. Yeah, it seems like even um, when the game was canceled with the um, the Oklahoma City game, mm-hmm. when it was canceled, it seems like a month ago, man. It yeah. seems like a long time ago. And it's been a week and It's only a been half. a week. Yeah. So. so it's been crazy. What about you? Surviving. You know, I think that this coronavirus, uh, the coronapocalypse, if you will, it's it's continuing. I work in hospitality and, and the travel industry. Within that, I work in food and beverage. So we're getting absolutely crushed. Mm-hmm. I'm laying people off. You know, it's it's not fun. I'm working longer days. Uh, I'm getting paid less to do that, you know. Yeah. But you just got to kind of do what you got to do to survive. So, you know, one thing that I want to shout out is on, uh, you know, is the Bright Side of the Sun network and Dave King and the work that he's doing. You know, if you get a chance, please stop by brightsideofthesun.com. You can nominate or donate to local businesses that are being hit hard by the pandemic. And I think that's one thing that Bright Side of the Sun is doing a great job of doing is trying to give back to the community in the time of need for a lot of people out there who are losing their jobs and and don't have that ability to bring in that income. So, I mean, that's where the coronavirus is unbelievably affecting our economy and, and shutting things down and changing the way that people are living right now. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is it's an opportunity for us to get together and just kind of to bullshit a little bit because that's what yeah. we like to do and talk about some different things that we can do to pass the time. You know, obviously there's no Phoenix Suns basketball to watch. Uh, maybe you can go back and watch some old clips on YouTube, but even that gets boring after a while. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about shit to do. <laughs> shit to do. Well, this one is called the uh, Locked in Your Shack for Two to Four Weeks podcast. <laughs> I like it. The Corona Apocalypse Survival Guide by the Suns Report podcast. Yes. My name is John. Uh, Darth Voida is where you can find me on Twitter. Matthew. Matthew Lissy. At Matthew Lissy on Twitter. That works for him. And you can hit us up at the Suns Report on Twitter as well. So if you get a chance, go ahead and follow us in those those different realms of social media. Uh, but without further ado, you know, we're going to pop into some different things that you can do to survive the Corona apocalypse. But the first thing I'm going to do, you know it, I got to have a beer, man. Mm-hmm. But save it. Don't waste it. I know. I'm going to make it last a I'm going to ration this beer for <laughs> yes. the next week. So let me pop this bad boy open and let's talk about the Corona apocalypse survival guide. As Matthew said, this is kind of your locked in the shack for two to four weeks survival guide. So some different things to do, and we're going to break it down in categories for you. Again, you know, this is the Suns Report. We're not going to really talk about the Suns very much on this podcast, I don't think. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I always, I enjoy listening to podcasts and really getting to know the podcasters. These are fun podcasts because you get Mm -hmm. to know what they actually like when they're doing out, whatever they're doing at home, uh, what they enjoy, whatever they enjoy with other people. Um, it's, it's a cool thing to know. And I think it's giving us a break from the suns, but you can kind of see our personalities a little bit more. Um, you don't really know what we look like, but you can, you can kind of visualize what we do at home with this podcast. I think this could be a scary thing. It could be, (laughs) it could be, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't have any crazy answers. You know, I had to hold back a little bit, but it's pretty normal. Yeah, me me neither. I think that everything is kind of introspective. It shows who who and what I am as a person, and yeah, hopefully uh, you're going to agree with us on some of these things, or you'll listen to some of our recommendations, and you, you know maybe it'll inspire something to do while you're social distancing from everybody. So yeah. without further ado, we'll talk about the first thing is you know we're going to talk about one video game. One video. We game. get one video game that we get to play during this time frame to keep those sticks hot. What is that one video game for you? For me, this is actually, this changed because Thursday night I was watching Devin Booker. He streams live on Twitch. Yes. He was playing Call of Duty with Cat, uh, mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox. And it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. They played late. And I had to work the next morning. I stay at home and work for right now. Um, but I was watching them for probably two to three hours. Really? Nonstop. It would, they are very entertaining. Cat is very, very funny. 
He's a very uh, goofy guy. Okay. And it's funny because I didn't even know it was him on, because I kind of joined late and I was like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. He has like, his voice doesn't really match the way he looks. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a younger voice. You know, and he is young, but yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, just a premature voice, kind of like mine, you know, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy, but I got this voice, you know, my voice cracks, <laughs> but um, no, he, he's just a goofy guy, but it was way funny because you get to see Booker just how intense he is playing and the game they're playing is Call of Duty. It's the newest Call of Duty. And it's he, the Modern Warfare one, yes, correct? Yeah, the newest Call of Duty. And I'm going to choose this one, even though I don't even have it. But okay. I, I think this would just be a great time to learn it for the, the two to four weeks. Because the worst thing is when you play online, you're playing against a lot of 10 to 13-year-olds. Uh-huh. And they kill you on this game. So I feel like getting the two to four weeks, you have time to practice. And you can get better and better. Uh, Booker, hands down, fantastic. One of the, he, I think he's the only reason I watched it. Because he is just so quick. It's like watching a movie. Yeah. And you're, you're cheering for him. Come on, you can get through this. When I watch it, they failed a few times. Kind of fell short. Um, but yeah, it sounds it, like the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but he is just so intense. He, it, he um, is very competitive, as, as we know. And you can see it in this game. He still brings it from the court onto the video games where he cares so much. And you can kind of hear, like, Cat and Fox, like, goofing around a little bit, not taking it as seriously. Mm-hmm. Booker just straight up serious. So I want to practice with this game. Um, just uh, some recommendations for other games. I would say NBA 2K, but they they suck now. I I feel like they've done such a bad, t- why bad do you job. Think, why do you think they suck? They were the best basketball game to play. Like me growing up, I loved them. Probably mm-hmm. three or four years ago, they had the best game. They just they don't try hard to make their game as best as it can be. Maybe they're wait, waiting for the next gen comp. The, the like the PS5. The PS5s. They're probably are the PS5 the new Xbox. Maybe they're just waiting for that. They know they can sell a lot. They, they know that if they just put this game out, people are still going to buy it. And that's what they do. So I kind of give up on that game. I'm not a big Madden fan. Okay. ML- yeah, I know you're not. MLB The Show, I do play. Mm-hmm. But I just need something more exciting. That's why I chose this game. I think it's a modern warfare. All the Call of Duties are so, so much fun. And you really hit on a great point there. Like, How long have you been playing Call of Duty? How long have I been? Yeah. I haven't played it this year, but just watching Devin Booker, I'm like, I want like to play when this When is now. the first time you started? Have you ever oh, played a Call yeah, of Duty yeah. game? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. All the other ones before, I probably haven't played in a couple of years, but the first one I just remember, it was the, the D-Day, right? Yes. Where you get off the boat. That was like the first Call of Duty, right? Yeah. It was like Call of Duty 3, I think was it was. Was it 3? Yeah. Okay. I, I used to have it on Xbox and it, it, there was no online capability or anything. So it was just the game itself, and the game was just fantastic. And yeah. as we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast, like I'm a huge World War II buff. Mm-hmm. So anything with World War II, it's like, sign me up. That's where I want to be. Yeah. As Call of Duty has, has grown, and with the online capabilities that it has, I mean, it's, just, it's such a fun, fun game. But the challenge as an adult versus playing it back when, gosh, Call of Duty 3, I was probably about in my early 20s. You know, the kids now play it all the time. Like mm-hmm. you said, the 10 to 13-year-olds who, like, they go to school during the day, and then when they get done, they come home, and, they, they're, like, they're hitting the sticks, and yes. they're just playing Call of Duty, like, yeah. all the time. So when I casually play it, I get fucked up in that yes. game. Like, you know, I just, you know, pwned is, is the, the term that my family uh-huh. uses when we talk about it, when we play online with each other. And that's what I do. I get pwned, man. Like, I am like a, a noob out there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the map right away. And it takes you, you know, probably about an hour or two just to get to know the maps a little bit. And those kids, like, they know that map in and out. I mean, and you see it when Booker plays on Twitch, because I've seen him play tw- too, where like, he hits a corner and he's already like, he knows right where the guy could be. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, his, his sights are already right where it needs to be. Whereas the first couple times you start playing it, you're just coming around the corner like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. You know, and then you're yeah. dead. So if you look at Call of Duty, I think that uh, like Black Ops, Black Ops 2, I've played mm-hmm. all those. Uh, Call of Duty World at War, that was one of my favorite games ever played. That came out back in 2008. And it was right after Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare had come out. And Modern Warfare was just badass weapons, multiple magazines. You know, you're just throwing lead everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. And then when you started to play World at War, it was slower. You know, the, the magazines only f- held five bullets in it. And you're throwing, like, grenades and stuff. Uh, I just feel like it was a lot slower-paced game, which I absolutely love. To this day, I still know all those maps, like, the back of my hand. Oh, which yeah? Which is sad. Because me and my uh, roommate at the time, who was my cousin, 
we used to play it all the time. And then they came out with Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black yeah. Ops 2, Ghost, Advanced Warfare, Black Ops 3, Infinite Warfare, World War 2. That's the last one I actually played. Is that the last one? Yeah. I can't remember it, the last it, one. It I came played. out in 2017. Okay. And I bought it a couple summers ago because during the summertime, it's a little bit slower at work. And I have an opportunity to play a little bit more video games. So I was playing World War II, and I just, I love that shit. I absolutely Yeah, did you ever it. have like LAN parties though? Like with you and your friends? You know what LAN oh, yeah. parties oh, are? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, time. yeah, that oh. was a good game to do that with. Yeah, yeah. that was a good times. It, it was just so much fun to play, mm-hmm. you know, because just for that reason, you go in and you're attacking and it's with your boys and you're having a good time. So uh, I actually, you know, for my one video game, I put that in my notes that Modern Warfare is one that I probably should do mm-hmm. because. I love sports games, but sports games just get mundane. They do. They do. And like, I just Especially bought MLB baseball. The Show. I just bought it this week. Yeah. It came out on Tuesday. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be social distancing, I should be playing Is MLB it because, The Show. What does it affect? Because the season usually is starting pretty soon. No, it's the monotony of it. Okay. Yeah. It always is that way. Yeah, it is. I mean, I play it every like, year. Play, I always play it, but yeah. like always by about June, I'm done. You just sit there. You just hit the X button. Yeah, you're just like X, X. You're, you know, you're you're moving a little PCI around, just trying to hit home runs, and then you get like super pissed because you're only hitting like two ninety. It's the most frustrating game ever. It is. I played every game in the world. No, I have not. I just I played a lot of games, but dude, baseball. I for some reason I'm just not good. Well, because baseball in real life is tough. You know, if you hit if you're successful thirty percent of the time, you're like a hall of famer. You yeah, know, so like on a video true. game, on a yeah. on like a video game, you're like, I want to be successful 75% to 90% of the time. Yes. That's why when you're playing Call of Duty and things of that nature, you're successful a lot when you're running around and you're shooting people. Every now and then you die, but as long as you're KTD. But you're right back in it. Yeah, you're right back Usually in it. you're just right back and, in it. And, yeah. and it just keeps going. So yeah. I think that's a great recommendation. Again, mine is... Uh, is MLB the show just because it just came out and it is okay. fun to play. I'm having a good time with it, it is so fun. far. Yeah. But I'm already like, man, I'm bored of this shit. I think <laughs> I I think my biggest problem right now is my controller is as old as my PS4. And my PS4 is like seven years old. Yeah. So like if I have it wirelessly unplugged, it instantly dies. Oh. So I have to stand like seven feet from or Ew. not even that, like five feet from my uh my PS4 just to play. So I literally this morning ordered from Amazon a new controller, which will be here in like 10 days. Yeah. Because, I mean, that thing is just old as balls. Well, good job, man. Thank you. You needed that. Well, thank you. All right. So the next thing. So we got one video game down. And Matthew said Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And I said MLB The Show. Yeah. Next up is what, Matthew? All right. So next up is two types of foods. Okay. So these two types of foods you have, you have the option of, well, you, you have a fridge, you have a freezer, but you only have a microwave. In your shack that okay. you're held up in. So okay? in the in the shack, yeah. there's no, no oven. No oven. Yeah, I love mean, it. You still got a microwave. That's all you need. Um, so two foods that I would have, and these are dropped off to you every day at okay. 8 a.m. Okay. You get just uh, enough for to last a day. Okay. My, <laughs> dude, my choices are stupid. I really, I could not think of what to what to get. What do you like, Brussels sprouts? No, <laughs> Microwave Brussels well, sprouts. The first one's fine though. I'll just go through my two really quick. Okay. Okay. Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls is good. Good call. I like them better out of the oven, though. Do you? I do. I like. I don't. They're a little. Ever, they're a little the, mushy no. when they come out of the microwave, which is not bad. I agree with you, but I just I don't remember the last oven, time I had them. The out oven of the got oven. a crisp. I'll tell you, the last time is when we were down in uh, Maricopa and we bought like a huge box, and then we drove back up to Awatuki and we yeah. cooked them all in one night, and we had like a mountain. Do you remember this? We had a mountain of pizza rolls. How do I not remember I that? I don't know how Too you don't remember this. Too much Diet Coke. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this was probably about four or five years ago. But yeah, we were all just sitting really? around just like drinking beer and like smashing on a mountain See, it's, of pizza rolls. When people, when someone brings out pizza rolls to whatever the hell you're doing, oh, yeah. it just, it, it pumps up the level. You go up another notch of whatever Why you're doing. Why do you not see that more at like, at, as finger foods at parties? Um, well, I don't. I don't get invited to a lot of parties. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be no, a good reason. The, the reason is because everyone just tries to be hip. You go to parties, they, they look up on the internet, try to do different things, you know. Uh, let's just have a meatball on a cracker or something Throw different. Throw a pizza you know? roll on a cracker. I'm a fan. I'll I, sign up for that. Pizza rolls the best It's like thing. pizza rolls and bagel bites. Yeah. Oh, you bagel put, bites. Are, you put those. Those are better in the oven for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I grew up on the, both of those things. So. But pizza <sighs> so rolls, that's a, that, that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, next is stupid. Just because I've, I've, I've had. It's, next one's bean burgers. It's Bean burgers. <laughs> The only reason is because I've been eating them for like the past month and I love them. I, I mix them with eggs. I won't have eggs. I can't have eggs with them, but, uh, for in the shack, but I've been eating. Oh them. yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't have a skillet. Yeah. I yeah. just, okay. So I just, I mix it with eggs and then I mix it with, um, 
What else do I make? Oh, quinoa. I don't know why. It's just so good. I have no idea why. I just, I can't get enough of them. So pizza rolls and bean burgers. Now, is there a specific bean burger? Is it something that you get at like Costco or fries? Yeah, it's, it's like a 10 pack you buy at fries or no Costco. Okay. Sam's Club, 10 bucks. Okay. 10 bucks. I think you actually get like 12 or 14. So it's a good deal. Heck it yeah. lasts well, you like two from, weeks. Anything from Sam's Club or Costco is going to Yeah, but I'll delicious. get so sick of it. Pizza rolls I can't get sick of. Okay. Well, they won't fill my me up first either. food I can't get sick of. Mine is Lou Malnati's pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if they come every day and drop me off a fresh pie <laughs> yeah. of Lou Malnati's, a personal-sized pizza, which is yeah. Chicago deep-dish pizza, I can have a little bit in the morning, and then uh-huh. I can have it for dinner microwaving it. So you're going to feel terrible the whole day. No, right? no, it, it does, doesn't it, affect you that way, right? No, not really. <laughs> okay, I think like Rosati's and other Chicago deep and uh, uh, oregano's. Those both like the tomato sauce is acidic, okay, and it hurts. It'll give me like a little bit of heartburn. Yeah. But like Rosa- or Lumalnati's does not do that. Lumalnati's is like almost sweet, and it doesn't it doesn't weigh me down too much. Like I feel like the other ones do. That's why you said like you'll feel like sick all day. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't weigh me down. Yeah, it's just it's the best food in the world. Just in my do opinion. eight eight push ups, yeah. piece of pizza, eight push ups, piece of pizza. Done. Yeah. I'll even You'll throw like great. four sit ups in there. Oh yeah, you know? go ahead, man. Just just, <laughs> just for shits and <laughs> giggles. But if that showed up every day, that would be fantastic. Yeah, better there yeah. are th- I think like three locations in the greater Phoenix area. And normally every year I go to Chicago in May for the National Restaurant Association show and I go with my chef de cuisine mm-hmm. at work and we always stop and the first thing we do after we get off a plane is we go to a Lou Malnati's, wherever we're staying, whatever hotel we're staying at, the closest one, we'll Uber there or walk there, and we'll sit out on the patio on a nice May day in Chicago, have a Lou Malnati's and a Grey Goose IPA. And like that's my life. And I'm very upset that I'm not going to experience that this year. Because yeah, it's going to come back around, though. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, but I won't be going to the NRA show it's, this It's year, funny so. the things you miss when things like this are happening. Oh. Even though nothing like this has ever happened to me in my lifetime. I don't think it's happened to anybody in our lifetime. No, except for like World War II. I mean, yeah, that was stuff in my like lifetime. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a genera- just two generations ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I would have is Pop-Tarts. Oh, good choice. I, I love thought about Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Don't, I don't need a toaster. You know, you said that in our shack, we have a freezer and a fridge. Mm-hmm. I would get them and I'd throw them in the freezer. Dude, they are so good cold. Seriously. Yeah. And like ice cold. It's like, it's a little snack. I've actually never had them cold, but as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh that my God. sounds really They're good. They're so good. <laughs> and what you got to do is you got to get the variety pack that has three different flavors. So it's got cherry, blueberry, and strawberry in there. Okay. So, you know, mix it up a little bit. No you know? chocolate. Nah. I don't really like the chocolate. I like yeah. the fruity ones. Yeah. The fruity ones are yeah. better. Like they have the brown sugar ones and those are okay. Yeah, but I don't like them too sweet and yeah. just too much. Like you have the cherry the ones, ones and it's just like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, cherry ones are by far the best, man. One thing I was mentioning this to my fiance, she's like, well, you'd probably get Buffalo Wild Wings, right? I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings would be, pretty, would be pretty good, especially if you could like change your flavors. Well, what's the other place we go to? Wingstop. Wingstop's Wingstop's, I, th- I feel like too. their wings are better than Buffalo Wild Wings, or no? I think that Wingstop has better wings. Yeah. I feel like Buffalo Wild Wings has better... Boneless wings and sauces. Okay. Like the spicy garlic sauce. I have a bottle of it in my in my pantry. Yeah. I love the oh, spicy speaking garlic. Of, speaking of sauces, uh, just really quick. Yeah. Um, Chick-fil-A is going to start selling their sauces in bottles. Did you Ooh, know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. It probably won't taste the same though, you know? Which is your favorite Chick-fil-A sauce? Which is my favorite? Yeah. Just Chick-fil-A sauce. Just the straight up Chick-fil-A sauce? Oh, do they have different ones? Well, yeah. I mean, they have like ranch, honey mustard. Oh, no, no. It's just oh. like, you know that Chick-fil-A, like if you go to um, a lot of places like now, they always have their own sauce and they almost taste the same. Like if you go to uh, Cane's. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Cane's sauce. Oh, really? I know okay. you, you guys all love it. We I went love, there over yeah. Christmas. I love it. It's but, like, I don't know. I'm big on Arby's sauce. I think Arby's sauce is fantastic. Arby's, yeah. It's like just a shade off barbecue sauce and a little sweeter. Yeah, if I didn't have to pay like forty bucks every time I went, yeah, there, I know. I would, like, I would, let me totally get two sandwiches. There'll be eighteen sixty-five. <laughs> You're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. All right, so there you go. So for the two types of food that we could have in our little shack, Matthew's going to rock some pizza rolls and bean burgers and a be- and bean burgers. Yeah. And then I got Lou Malnati's pizza and some pop tarts. You so, win that round. Real quick, let's take a break. So next up is three TV shows. So you got one video game that you can play while you're in this little shack surviving for two to four weeks. You've got two different types of food that you get every day delivered to you. So again, social distancing. You don't got to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. We're assuming that there's a shitter in here full of TP, so we don't have to mess with that. Mm -hmm. Now you get three TV shows. And this is any show that's streaming on services or on TV. And you can have access to all episodes up to this point 
plus future releases. So this is what you're binging essentially. Yeah. And you know, when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, like I just watched the boys on Amazon and I watch hunters on Amazon. Those are both two fantastic shows. Like if you get a chance to watch them, great, but it's not something that like I would probably do in this scenario. Cause one's eight episodes. The other, I believe is 10 episodes. Like you can't mm-hmm. just like watch those over and over again. Right. Like you got to do something that's like yeah yeah that's something that's uh, kind of girthy you know yeah it's it's, it's got a large catalog right mm-hmm. so all right so what's your first TV show my first TV show is this might be a little bit controversial because this guy's on Uh-oh. like the down low but Louis Louis C K his show his show's a fucking hilarious it's hilarious but it's such a great show he has there's season three which is my favorite season it's just there's a lot of drama to it too but it's just so well directed everything about it is almost perfect mm-hmm. i i've loved every episode every season everything about it's great the guy i guess is a shit bag now no one likes him but i i would seriously i would i would live off that i can't even find it i have to pay like five bucks an episode now on amazon for it really or else it, i have to yeah or else pay 20 bucks for a season or something like that but that's just too much well it used to be on fx it's not on hulu no well i don't know is it i don't have hulu oh man i should give him my username and password oh <laughs> i should check that out yeah totally no louis was a great show I used yeah to like, Louis's well, so good. What, what did he what was his show before louis uh lucky louis, lucky he, louis. He, yeah it was a really weird one on hbo yeah that, yeah, that was yeah the, that, that was really that weird yeah but then like louis was more of Louis C.K. as a comedian kind of navigating his life. So he was yeah. him, his real life self. It was his real life self, mm-hmm. but not he wasn't as big. So exactly. he, he was making scrungy money, just like trying to get by kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of paved way for a lot of other uh, shows. I know there was a, who was it? Pete Holmes had a show that was on HBO. Yeah, that one's um, really good. That was good too. It's what's, just, what's that called? It was called Crashing. Yeah, Crashing. Yeah, Crashing. There's two seasons on HBO and I, I think yeah. I've watched them both. Yeah, but um, Louis, it's it's by far it's probably my favorite show ever. Really? Yeah, I freaking love it. That I did not know, my friend. Yeah. So. All right, so my first one yep. is Friends. Oh no, that's a good one. <laughs> I know it sounds cliche and stupid, but I literally spent five hours yesterday watching Friends. That's that's what you can do. Like with that I show. came home from work, it was a shitty day because I had to lay off some people, oh. and I Friends was on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and because it sucks, it's not on Netflix right now, and. The Peacock hasn't launched, which is the NBC streaming app, oh, no. which is where Friends is going to be available. Yeah. But on our DVR, we just we record them all still. And I just we picked up right in the middle of at the end of season two or at the end of season three and like six o'clock to like eleven o'clock at night. I was just watching Friends. And it's just nonstop funny. The writing is amazing. The characters, every time I watch the show, there's a different character that I think is the funniest one. Like, it depends on kind of my mood. You know, it's like, You're oh, my totally God, Monica right. is hysterical. And yeah. Then, you know, like, yesterday, I was like, it was a Joey day. Dude, that's so weird. And, like, when I grew up watching, I never liked Phoebe, but now, like, I'm a big Phoebe she's fan. She's really freaking funny. Yeah, now funny. she's really funny. She's, like, ninja funny. But that's so cool, because the show you picked, Friends, it's one of those shows where you can watch it all and then go back to the first season. Because what's your favorite season? Do you know what season is, like, your yeah, favorite? I think probably two. Is it? Yeah, it's all the stuff that leads up to yeah. Ross and Rachel because there's yeah. still kind of a little bit of that tension. And they still do a great job of kind of going back and forth afterwards. And that's yeah. where season three and four are kind of at. Yeah. Uh, I really don't watch any of the last seasons because then it just gets really stupid. See, that's what it goes too much. That's it, why yeah. like Louis is always perfect for me because it's five seasons. Mm-hmm. Every season's freaking great. Probably mm-hmm. would have went more if he didn't do what he did or yeah. get caught doing what he did. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. It, it probably did go too long, but I mean, come on. Like everyone, well, yeah, well, everyone still watched but, but, but it. You, you fall had, in like, love with those characters. Oh, I know. Well, I remember when I was stationed in Korea. It, that's when the finale happened, and I actually had some friends like send me the DVD of the finale of Friends just so I could <laughs> oh, watch really? it. Because that's what's interesting is when when Friends first started, I was in like eighth grade. So like all through high school, like the first couple years of college, then going off into the military, like they were all, you know, your your friends were there. And so you kind of have a little bit of that nostalgic feel of it, at least for me. But then going back and watching, it's like, it's timeless. Yeah. That, that show is timeless and that's what makes it such a great show. It is. It's, it's insane how they make those shows just really quick. I was watching a behind the scenes thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it was, but the way they do jokes on there is they'll do a joke and they'll get the reaction from the crowd and be like, eh, that wasn't good enough. So they'll go there and rewrite stuff and then go back out there and do it again. Can you imagine how exhausting that would be? Oh my gosh. For the writers. Well, and the last thing that I'll say on friends is the fact that it was 20 something episodes every season. Yeah. You know, that's what made it so good. I think it was 30 something episodes a season. Whereas nowadays, you know, like uh, a season's 10 episodes. 
and and you have to be content with that. Whereas they used to just crank them out and crank them out. Like even SNL, like SNL used to have all these different episodes, and I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. And now it's like I feel like every time there's anything going on, they they have a break. They're like, oh, it's you watch like two episodes, you know, you get excited for Saturday night, and here comes Saturday Night Live, and it's on for two weeks. And the next week, they're like, oh, Columbus Day is this weekend. We're taking the week off. And like they're they do their Christmas episode at like the end of November, and it's yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's what makes Friends so good is not only is it hysterical, you identify with all the characters, but it go there's so many episodes. Yeah, it's so well written for so many episodes until like Rachel and Joey and. Rachel has Ross's baby, but Joey loves Rachel and all that shit. I, then I'm like, okay, going back to season too one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gets There's too always much. a turnaround point. Yep. All right, so what's your second show? Second for me is Impractical Jokers. Oh, yeah, you love have that you, show. Have you seen it? I mean, you've seen it, but do you ever like just sit down? This is a show where you can just watch all day long. And they own the True TV network, basically. Like, they're always on yeah, True what, TV. Yeah, what else is on True TV? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, they own it. And uh, they came out with a movie too recently, but that show, it's still... For some reason, they still find ways to do um, to pull out the practical and the impractical jokes mm-hmm. on people, even though they're pretty much famous now. Everyone knows what they look like, um, but every episode I've watched, it's hilarious. I get the really weird laugh, like I get this really high pitched laugh yeah, yes, when <laughs> yes, you do when something's really funny. They do that to me every time, man. Like I know you love it, everyone loves it, but this is something I can just watch nonstop. No, I agree. I think I've. You're the one who introduced me to Impractical Jokers, and it's one of those things that is always on at your crib. It's just always on. Yeah. Like, no matter what's going on, like, Impractical Jokers is going on in the background. And it's like, there's the tense situations where they have to, like, go behind somebody and put something on their, like, take their yeah. wallet or something. Or, you know, then there's the funny ones, <laughs> you know. And I just, like, I, yeah, I, I agree They're with you. Great. I absolutely, absolutely love that show. Man. All right, my second show is something that I'm super excited because effective April 1st, it's actually going to be on Netflix. It's currently on Hulu, but it's going to be on Netflix, and that's Community. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. ever watched that show. No, I didn't. I've watched all of them. Okay, yeah. There's yeah. 110. Very underrated. On, oh, so underrated. So well written. The show is created by Dan Harmon, and Dan Harmon also co-created Rick and Morty, which is another mm. show that's really, really funny. But going back to Community, again, it's one of those things where I think that it just kind of hit me at the right time in my life. I had just gotten out of active duty military. I was going back to community college. And all of a sudden, the show comes on, and at the time, you, you take a look at the cast list, and you have, you know, Chevy Chase is the name that everybody knows, and you have Joel McHale, who was on, I believe, uh, The Soup on yeah. E, something yeah, the like soup. that, yeah. Soup, uh, Ked Jong, Jillian Jacobs, Allison Brie, John Oliver, Allison Brie, yeah, and then uh, a young Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, uh-huh. and the the cast itself was just fantastic and you watch the first few episodes and you can truly feel the writers trying to get their legs and understand who these characters are and how they're going to interact but once they understand the dynamics of all of the characters it is non-stop quick funny fucking humor yeah it's just fantastic so if you uh, once april 1st comes around if you tune into community you will not be disappointed it is so freaking it's great. funny. It's so quick, too. It kind of makes me... It always made me a little uh, intimidated of the show, a little bit kind of like uh, just a little bit more insecure. I don't know what it was because they're just so... That's what shows will do because, they, you know, it's acting. They, they know their lines, but they're just so fast, quick, and witty, and it's just oh, like yeah. too much, and Brie Larson is just so like hot <laughs> she's just amazing in the show well it reminds she's me perfect. a lot of of 30 rock because 30 rocks the same way where it's just like yes. it's non-stop yeah. humor but what i love about those shows is it's so quick that you might not catch all the humor but you catch little jokes and it almost feels like that joke's just for you yeah like they'll say three things and you might not understand two of them but one of them it'll be like a callback to like four episodes ago and you're like hey i get it yeah and, it, and it's super funny and I think that's what makes going back and watching Community funny as well because there's jokes you don't even remember and it just makes you laugh. Yeah. There's nothing more annoying to me than the person who has to tell you a joke and then has to explain why it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you have a fr- any friends like that. Like, I have a couple friends like that who you'll be sitting there and you'll be having a conversation. You'll be kind of telling jokes and BSing and they'll tell you a joke or they'll reference a movie and then you'll kind of give them like, the, huh, okay, anyways. Yeah. And, and then you'll go on there, no, 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 no. You understand. This one time, episode three of Family Guy and season four, Peter Griffin said, hey, how are you doing, Stewie? And you're like, okay, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah. You don't have to explain why it's funny. If I get it, great. If not, that joke's just for you. Yeah. And that's what community always reminded me of. It's like some of these jokes are for me and some like everybody else gets. So No, it's a perfect way to put it, dude. That's exactly the way the show is. 
Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what's great, your third show? so far, man. Um, so this was a toss-up. This was between two shows. Okay, um, okay. One, a very serious show, um, Breaking Bad or The Office. I gave it to The Office. See, I... Th- I, 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 I had to because you can I wish go back you to it. I wish you would have let me guess because I was going to guess that oh, you said I The Office. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Yeah, so The Office is just... It, it's like Friends. It gets to a certain Same point. thing. And then you have to back it up. Yeah, we're like Will Ferrell starts up. to take over The Office. But I don't like, even go that far. Yeah, I think it's... When Jim and... Michael are both running the office. That's weird too. I yeah, and I stop even before that. Yeah, it's like, like I season just, four slash five is. Where I think I'm, it's like season. I think it was yeah. Season five is pretty decent. Yeah, and then season yeah. six no good. It's like boop back to the beginning. yeah, and then back to the beginning. But it's it's such a great show. Oh, man. it's so funny. I, I'll agree with you one hundred ten percent on yeah. that. It was either Friends or The Office for me. Okay, because but for me, I just I think it's just because I watched so much Friends last night. Well, I'm like, I got to give a, a shout out to friends. No, no, you got to. And you're going to, uh, millions of people are going to agree with you, dude. The so, millions of people that listen to us. <laughs> so from The Office, who's your favorite character? Oh, it's a toss up. Because um, it's kind of like friends. Every time you watch it, you think somebody else is. Yeah, you because like, when you go back into it, it's like uh, when I started watching it again last year, I was like, oh, Creed is freaking hilarious. Because you never notice him in the beginning. No. How funny he is. He's hilarious. And then um, even, um, who's the bigger dude? Stanley? No, no, no. The other one. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Then Kevin's yeah, funny. funny but the best is Dwight. I'm sorry. Dwight yeah, is see, just... I, the way I, he is with Michael. I agree with how you. How cheesy and just disgusting like he is. Like ass kissing. Yeah. He, he's the best. And Michael, he kills it. If it well, wasn't yeah. for him, obviously it wouldn't be a show, but... Those two together are the best. Oh, That's I the best it. duo in like TV history ever. I also am a big fan of the Nard Dog. Oh, yeah. You know, Andy yeah. Bernard, because I think we all know that guy. Yeah. You know, I, I know that I've worked with that guy in the past. Hell, sometimes I think I might be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Who <laughs> so, knows? So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I think it's really, really funny. All right. You want to hear, hear my third one? I'm going to be surprised. All right. So, I'll give you a guess. I'll give you a couple hints. Okay. And, I'll, and then I'll let you guess it. All right. First and foremost, it's a mini series. Okay. So, everything else we talked about is very episodic, where there's multiple seasons. Yeah. This is. Oh, I know. What is it? Is it the war one? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Band of Brothers. When do you watch that? D Day. Every year. Every, Ju- every June 6th. Since this came out, I got the box set. Uh, it originally came out on September 9th, 2001. 10 part miniseries about World War II. It's uh, created by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And it's about the 506 uh, Easy Company. And it literally follows them from like basic training through. They're paratroopers who land on Normandy or overshoot in Normandy and land behind enemy lines through Operation Market Garden in the Netherlands to the Siege of Bastogne in Belgium and then on into Germany. And it's the true story. I mean, there's obviously some uh, storytelling in there that's mm-hmm. kind of in, you know for dramatic effect. This is the true story of Easy Company 506 in World War II. And it's just, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm a huge World War II buff. Huge. D-Day, June 6th. 1944 is when armed forces did the uh, the greatest invasion in the history of mankind. The fact that Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg did this together came after they did Saving Private Ryan in 1998. And it's just so well done. It's such an amazing story. This is the greatest generation. They didn't have cell phones back then. They weren't sitting around on their couch, you know, trying to wait out a virus. They had an enemy and they went and they attacked that enemy following Pearl Harbor. And it was just watching this show. I, I, I watch it every year. I can't not watch it. It's always just so good to me. Uh, I think only one year did I actually sit and watch all the shows in succession. I had one day, I think I'd just broken my hand. So like I was off work and I'm like, I'm watching Band of Brothers all day today. Yeah. You know? Isn't that the best when you have a day where you just, I'm going to watch this. Yep. World, all you have to leave me about. alone for a while. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and just watch Band of Brothers. The, uh, dude, that's a great pick. The best miniseries I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just, it's so well shot. The story, is, I don't know. It's just fantastic. When those so. war movies are done well, like they're just fantastic. Yep. They, nothing better. Nothing better. So there we go. There's yep. our three TV shows. Three TV shows. So your three TV shows, if you're stuck in a shack, are? Louie. Yep. Sorry, everybody. And Practical Jokers and The Office. All right. And I have Friends, Community, and Band of Brothers. All right. All right. The last thing that we have is four movies. So you're stuck in this shack. Yeah. You have the ability to watch a lot of your shows, but at the same time, you're like, you know what? I just feel like sitting back was... and watching a cinematic feature. I like how this is kind of spread out, though, right? You got one game. Mm-hmm. Because when you're really into a game, you play it for a month. Oh, yeah. Before I get burnt out, it's like a month. Oh, yeah. And then you got your TV shows. I feel mm-hmm. like three is a good amount. So we got four movies now. Okay. I feel like maybe we can go five, but four, I think, is perfect, right? Because we can kind of rewatch these movies. Your list, do you feel like you can rewatch them? 
once a week all, maybe? All of them are designed to be rewatched. Okay, these these are some of my favorite movies that, you know, again, if you're flipping through the channels and one of these comes on, yeah, done. You, you've got me for the next hour and a half. I broke my hand. I got to watch this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, first and foremost, this is kind of how I've been spending my time is watching movies. I've been watching a lot of new ones. And I've actually been reviewing them on this app called Letterboxd. Oh, cool. So my brothers and I are all, yeah. this is how we're kind of sharing what movies we're watching That's during, awesome. during the social distancing period of our lives. And, you know, so if you get a chance, follow me. I'm Darth Voida. I will. You know, give me a follow there on Letterboxd. Uh, but I recently watched The Invisible Man, Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah, we went with that. Yeah. Oh, did you see Uncut Gems? I, I saw Uncut Gems did you two, like it? two nights ago. Yes and no. Okay, it's weird. I, I, I gave it three stars out of five. Okay. And the reason for that is, you know, again, Adam Sandler is good in this movie. Everybody was really talking about his acting. It's like, if you know Adam Sandler, and I grew up with like his CD, What the Hell Happened to Me, where it's just mm-hmm. him dropping F-bombs, and he's doing the goat. He's like, ah, I fucking whiz that thing. Like, it's him just dropping F-bombs the whole time, and, and it's, it's really kind of fast-paced, and it's shot kind of funny to where it's just like, it's meant to create stress, and I understand that. And I appreciate that cinematic uh, eye that it took to do that. But at the same time, like, it was kind of herky-jerky, him cussing a lot. Uh, and then it has a really dramatic twist at the end. And I'm like, that's why everybody loved this movie is because of the ending. Oh, okay. Because it's just one of those things where you leave the theater, you know, in theory. Yeah. Like, I saw this sitting on my couch. But if you leave the theater, you're just like, whoa, shit. How do okay. I absorb that? So, so did you look at, like, reviews, though, before you watched this? No. Okay. See, that's one thing I feel like we all need to stay away from are the reviews. Yeah, because, because I, I don't want to have, saw... a, I don't have a predetermined disposition yeah. to a movie based on what somebody else thinks. And the audience score in this one is terrible. It's yeah, really bad. Yeah, yeah, So I'm like, oh, I thought but, it was supposed to be good. But critics love it, and everybody yeah. I've heard who's seen it is like, oh, you got to see Uncut yeah. Gems. And then I watched Midway. Okay. And that's about, it, it's really interesting because it's about the Battle of Midway, which again, I love my WW2 movies. Uh, Midway is an island in yeah. between Hawaii and Japan that was kind of, there was a huge battle, naval battle that occurred there, and it was a big part of the Pacific theater. And it was interesting because... The movie didn't really get to Midway until probably about midway through the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it showed Pearl Harbor, and it was just you know kind of almost cheesebally uh, oh. uh, World War Two ish. It was still good. I, anything yeah. World War Two I like, but again you know it's like Nah, Captain C, I'm gonna oh. be the best guy. I'm gonna go out there and punch him in the face. C. See, that's what I hate when you're when you're living in a different world, like back in the '40s. I, I don't like it when the acting is too much of that time. I mean, it makes sense, but when it's too much, it's like all right, come on. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? like that, they're trying that to oversell a it a little bit. But again, it was a good movie, but. But that being said, movies is something that I love, mm-hmm. and this is a, a list that I've thoroughly enjoyed making. So cool. do you want to go through your movies first? How about you go through all four of your movies? Yeah. See, or do you want to go back I'm and glad, forth? No, no. Wait, let me just do my four, because okay. this was really hard. For some reason, when I have a, I have a hard time, I love, I'm very critical of movies. Like, mm-hmm. But when we go through this list, you're going to be like, oh, are you serious? Like, oh, well, I hope so. But I love talking movies. Like if I wasn't I know, talking about the Phoenix Suns, yeah. I could sit and talk about movies. But I, all I forget. Day. I forget the movies that I like. I forget all of them. I have to go on the on the on the web, and I can't find them, dude. So, <laughs> um, my first one I just put down was this is just the best comedy ever besides Dumb and Dumber Wedding Crashers. Fantastic movie, man. Yeah, fantastic I mean, movie. I can watch that every other day. Christopher Walken. Uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the guy in the Hangover? Oh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is amazing in this movie. It's one best of his first role. ones. Best role yeah. he ever had. He just, he's lighting him up. Like... He's the perfect dick. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he is. He is. He's he? the perfect dick but the in whole, this movie. The whole thing. Just, yeah, every, all the actors, everyone in it. Just, it was perfect from the bottom to the top. Non-stop I will, funny. I will say, if you're watching that with your kids, fast forward through the first like five minutes because it's just like the girls boobies. falling on the bed and yeah. boobies, boobies everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that part was kind of weird. You always but... forget about that until you put it on yeah. and it's like you sit down and you know, you're like, all right, let's watch Wedding Crashers. Oh, shit, titties. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know because, you know. They... <laughs> what? I don't know. All right, so my next one. This is just my all-time favorite. Okay. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. I feel like it. I, I got to have that in there. I can always watch it and it doesn't matter where you start. Where you start this movie? Very true. I can, I can, I don't even have to go back and watch the rest of it. I can just start from the middle, start from three quarters mm-hmm. in, whenever, dude. And I, I enjoy this movie the whole way through. There's nothing cheesy. Quentin Tarantino. This is still, I feel like, his best movie. He's mm-hmm. never topped this movie. I still like his movies, not as much as this one though. Okay. There's ten out of ten in this one. So quick ten, question 10 on popcorns that. Out of, 10. of 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 all of those storylines that happen in there, which one's your favorite? Oh, uh, Bruce Willis, the the fighter one. Okay. I yeah. I don't know why. Just freaking. I had this hunk of metal stuck <laughs> up my ass <laughs> oh my for God. ten years. <laughs> Christopher Walken. You know, oh, is that who that yeah, was? Yeah, because it yeah. starts off that his name's Butch. Yeah, yeah I know. And that it's all about the watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she forgets the watch, dude. Yeah. 
But that, that I think that's the best part. Um, I see, it's, I, it's I, hard, love, I love Samuel Jackson. I know. Movie. See, and then you say he's that, like, and then John Travolta. On oh the shooter, yeah. But then they intertwine that way. When he's when they're sitting in the diner at the end, and he's just like. Yeah. Give me my wallet. It's the one that says "bad motherfucker" on it, and he pulls it out and says "like bad motherfucker" on it. It's like it's so. And then good. Hot Topic like had that has that wallet. Oh for yeah, forever. yeah. Dude, I should get that one. Although nah. I'm not a bad motherfucker. I'm not either. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't wear it. I but couldn't it, be like Jules. If, if I had that though, I would actually drop it all the time. Yeah, you know? but oh, oops. oh, sorry. Oops, sorry. sorry, old lady. Have that's you my, seen my bad motherfucker? <laughs> that's, that's my wallet, lady. <laughs> um, all right, what's your number three movie? Number three. I thought about the Avengers and all of them. I'm like, what is my favorite movie out of there? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's another one that I can Ooh. watch nonstop. Nonstop meaning like every other day. I could. If it was on and I had nothing to do, I would totally watch it. Once you get into it, mm-hmm. I get sucked into the end. God, that's a good question. Like, what is the best MCU movie? Uh, um, I like the first one better than the second one when it comes to Guardians really? of the Galaxy. Really? I feel like they did such a good job in the second. They, the both, humor bo- was even Both of better. them are fantastic. They are. They're great. I think when I went and I saw Guardians in the movie theater, I was just taken by surprise. I'm like, I think everybody was because you know you look at it, you look at the characters and you're like okay Chris yeah. Pratt like a tree you know you're like what is this you know Zamora yeah. she's gr- some green chick you know and then all of a sudden you're like this is fucking hilarious maybe like I said like and if we don't look track. if we don't look at the reviews and stuff like that that yeah. helps so if you go into a movie not thinking oh this this is gonna be whatever it turns out to be the greatest movie out of all of them I think okay compared to like the Thors and stuff like I think it's right up there okay um so my last one dude I don't even know. This is a weird one. Uh, Shutter Island. I don't know why. Shutter Island. I don't dude, know why. Nice. Like I just I get into that movie. It's a very sad. Like I need something to like put me to bed at night. This is the one where I got to put it. Okay, so what I can do? Watch this movie, cry a little bit, do whatever I need to do, and then put on Impractical Jokers and cheer me up, and then I'll go to sleep. <laughs> so this, I choose Shutter Island for my fourth one. Interesting. I haven't seen. Yeah. Like, I saw that movie in the theater, and I think I've seen it one time since then. But it just it didn't hit me right. You know, I think that yeah. who who wrote that movie? Martin Scorsese. No, didn't he? I thought he did. Did he really? Was that a yeah. Scorsese flick? I swear to God, it was. Well, let's. You know, we have the the internet. Yeah, it's Scorsese. Get out yeah. of town. I didn't realize that. I I feel like and then you watch it with anybody now though. Like everyone's like, oh, is this what's going to happen? This is everyone knows the ending. So I feel like that kind of ruins it. But if you go into it and you don't know the ending, then oh yeah, it's fun. Then it's great. Great movie. Okay. Well, what do that, you got? That's what do you a, got? That's a great list. I don't like my list. I like I your my list. list. I no. like your list. Okay. I needed two well, days. Well, well, here we I only go. had a week to do this. Well, now that you said Shutter Island, like it made me think of another movie that I absolutely love, or like two other movies that I absolutely love. Can I guess like, one on there? Shit. On your list? All right. One of my four. Go for it. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas is not on my list. God, oh, okay. that's another amazing movie. See, now I'm thinking of movies. Oh, man. All right, well, guys. so here's here, I'll give two honorable mentions because just as we were sitting here talking, there's two movies that I absolutely love that didn't make my yeah. list. Uh, Inception. Okay. I love the movie I, Inception. Yeah. And the reason that it's great to watch over and over again is you're always looking for, you're just trying to understand it more because it's such a mind fuck. It's I like never le- dreams it. upon dreams. You've never finished Inception? No. Oh, it's such I a good like movie. I didn't like it. So, oh, I, wow. Sorry, I'm weird. Well, okay. Well, my other one is also a Christopher Nolan movie. And in my opinion, it's the greatest, one of the greatest movies ever made. And that's The Dark Knight. Yeah. I, again, Christopher Nolan wrote that. It is like a perfect movie, in my opinion. It's just so well balanced, so well written. Yeah. I like things that are obviously really, really well written. So yeah. those are those are two honorable mentions. But my first one is my favorite World War II movie. <laughs> Saving Private oh, Ryan. Oh man. I can watch this one over and over yes. and over again. I don't care where I come in, in the movie, if they're storming D-Day right at the beginning, if they're walking through the French countryside, if they've taken uh, the nest and you know the guy's like, fuck it la. Fuck yeah. it, like that part. I mean, Barry Pepper is the sniper. It's just, it's, it's so fantastic. The cast is amazing. You got Tom Hanks, Matt Damon. Again, Barry Pepper is the sniper, who's mm-hmm. also in We Were Soldiers, which is my favorite Vietnam movie of all time with Mel Gibson. He's amazing in that. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi, Tom Sizemore, Adam Goldberg, Ted Danson, and Vin Diesel. I mean, yeah. I mean, the cast alone is just amazing. The cinematography, again, it plays right into Band of Brothers. Because it's shot by Hanks and Spielberg, and then they're like, you know what? After doing that movie, let's just make a ten-part miniseries called Band of Brothers. And and I mean, it's just unbelievably it great. well. And done. I hear it's like the most realistic mm-hmm. people that have been in war. Yes. they said it's the most realistic movie ever made oh, to yeah. compare it to. Even though we can never compare it to actually being in it, but no. it's the closest thing. But yeah, World War II vets were coming out of the theaters like crying because mm-hmm. it was just like such a a throwback to the experiences that they had when they were over there. My second movie. Much along your lines, I had to throw a Tarantino movie in there. 
Mm. I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Glorious you can Bastards. guess. No, wrong. But a great movie. I could do an entire podcast ranking yeah. Tarantino movies. And we might do that. If, 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 oh, is it uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, the really? One I'm doing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, again, it's it's a new movie. Came out July of last year. I watched it again for the second time a few nights ago. It's like three hours, but re-watching it, it went by way, way quicker. The same way that Inglorious Bastards does. The first time you watch Inglorious Bastards, those the scenes are just so long. The interview scene at the very beginning when they're in the French countryside. The bar scene in, in when they're uh, you know trying to play the game and he says three whiskeys. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like it goes on forever, but when you rewatch it, it doesn't feel that long because you kind of know what's going to happen. The same thing with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's just a masterpiece. It has the juxtaposition between a struggling actor in Leonardo DiCaprio and then the rise of an actress in Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate. And what's so cool about this movie is it has kind of the Manson backdrop. It's got the beauty of 1969 Los Angeles in it. They go to a, a film studio you know, lot uh, in Chatsworth, mm-hmm. which is down the street from where I grew up when I used to yeah. live in like Northridge, California. So it's just like, just so good. Brad Pitt's amazing in this movie. And again, if I could sit in a shack and watch a Tarantino movie, as of right now, I'll watch Once Upon a Tom- yeah. Time in Did Hollywood. you think he was better than Caprio in that was Brad Pitt better than DiCaprio? Yeah. No. I think DiCaprio was really good. Uh, DiCaprio <laughs> he was, really was amazing. Good. He was really good. Don't get me one. wrong. Brad Pitt was great. But he was just like the same character. I feel like he's he, done a few times. Well, he was just, he had to play Cliff Booth the whole time. Yeah. Whereas Leonardo DiCaprio had to play Rick Dalton, but he also had to play like Rick Dalton playing Bounty Law guy. Rick Dalton playing yeah. the heavy in a in a role. So, and, and change, you know, like he's, that one scene where he's sitting there and he's talking with the guy and the camera's kind of coming around and then he forgets his line and he gets all Dude. upset and they take it over from the top. That scene alone should have won him an Oscar. That was great. I mean, he was so Just good thinking about it. Like it gets me all pumped up because that was such a great scene, dude. He did a fantastic job. Yep. Uh, again, I think that I could do an entire podcast on Quentin Tarantino movies and, and it would be movies that he's written because my all-time favorite Tarantino f- uh, flick wasn't even produced by him. Or directed, I'm sorry. It was written by him, but it was directed by Tony Scott, and that's True Romance. Mm. So he put out yeah. Reservoir Dogs, then he wrote True Romance, then he put out Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So you take that th- those three movies in a row, and it's just those are three of the best movies I've ever seen. Because Reservoir Dogs, fantastic. Yeah, too. another good one. All right, so here we go. So I have my I have my war movie, I have my Tarantino movie. My next movie is the movie with a killer soundtrack. It's tough because the best soundtrack ever from a movie is Forrest Gump. And that easily can make my list because mm-hmm. I could watch Forrest Gump over oh, and over yeah. again. Yeah. The soundtrack's fantastic. But I need a movie with a killer soundtrack. So I chose Almost Famous. You've never seen Almost Famous? No, I have. Which one is that, though? I have. Is it with Heath Ledger? No. It's the one. That's 10 Things I Hate About You. That's 10 Things I Hate oh. About You. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Almost Famous is a story of a young writer, and he's like 14 or 15 years old. And it, the movie's written by Cameron Crowe, and it's loosely based on his experiences when he was a young writer, when he was touring with Led Zeppelin in the 70s. So in this movie, he's touring with Stillwater, which is the name of the band, and Jason Lee, I don't know if you know who that is. Jason Lee was in like Mall Rats. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I like Jason Lee. Yeah, and so, I know. He, so he's like uh, the lead singer of that band. And it's just him kind of navigating that, and it has Kate Hudson in it. A young How have I not Hudson. seen this? You've not seen this? Oh, I've I heard of it. How movie. have I? Yeah, I gotta watch that. You have as to. As soon as I go home. It's on, I think. It's Jump on, in the it, bubble it, bath. It's, it's on, I'm watch it. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. Is it? I know that everything hits Netflix because what I'll do is I'll go on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and I'll rent a movie for $5.99 and like two weeks later it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, or I do on, that on, on purpose. Ne- on Netflix yep. every time. But again, songs on this soundtrack, it has America by Simon and Garfunkel, which is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Sparks by The Who, which is from the Tommy album. Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. You know, a question I got for you is you've been in a band, right? Yeah. How often did people yell play Freebird? Um, it's funny because never. Really? Not sure. No, they did probably... they did the beginning, but yeah, I, I feel like we used to do that to other bands, joke around. Freebird! Yeah, yeah. It was a big thing, yeah. <laughs> That's the way by the Mighty Zeppelin was on that soundtrack. And of course, this is the movie that revitalized Tiny Dancer by Elton oh, John. Oh, really? That's, That's what, a great song. Uh, it is, but it was one of the songs that wasn't really big for him in the '70s when this movie came out. Everybody yeah. started singing it again. All of a sudden, it was re- reborn. What is that song about, though? Him holding a 
Tiny Dancer Close. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I feel kind of weird listening to it. It's a good song, but I don't know about the lyrics. Yeah. I guess I've never really thought with There's him. There's some weird stuff with him. Well, but anything with Elton John is a little weird. Sorry. But One more movie? Or, no, no, no. I, I, a couple more things I got oh, yeah. to talk on this movie. There's a quote in here that Kate Hudson says, and she goes, it's all happening. The, the story really follows Cameron Crowe's character through touring with this this uh this band and he's supposed to write a story for the rolling stone about this band and he's pretty much just hanging out with all the groupies and that's who Kate hudson is she's one of the groupies and but she always says it's all happening i say this every time it gets busy at work every time we get like a rush i'm like it's all happening and it's just like nobody probably gets nobody it. knows <laughs> nobody gets it but i get it yeah and i don't sit there and try to explain hey yeah have you seen uh almost famous so Kate hudson like again i'm not gonna explain why Things are funny, or why I what makes me laugh. I'm just yeah. gonna say it. And if somebody gets it, they'll be like almost famous. I'll just give them kind of a nod. Like, yeah, you get it. Cool. All right, so there you go. I've got a war movie. I've got a Tarantino classic movie. So you're two, so much better at this. So <laughs> I love my movies. So th- those are two movies that are based on real events, like ish. Because mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does involve the Manson family. Saving Private Ryan obviously is about uh, World War II, and I have a movie with a killer soundtrack. So the only thing I'm missing is a solid comedy, right? Yeah, I don't have a comedy I've been waiting it. for it. So I have one that blends everything together. Okay. And Zoolander. I, no. <laughs> the soundtrack for Zoolander is amazing. It is good. Is it? I don't know. No, it's not. It's Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox <laughs> Story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I die every time I see this. It's a blend yeah, of a comedy, one. it's a blend of music, and historical satire, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a spoof on Walk the Line and Ray. Those are two movies that came out right before this did and essentially created this spoof on the classic story of a musical artist, right? Yeah. They get famous, they do drugs, they try for redemption. and Our they shit bags. Are, yeah, they, they become shit bags. They cheat on their family, yeah. you know, and then they try for redemption. So this movie kind of blends that. I love that it has like homages to different things like for example when he's jumping on the trampoline he's got the beard and he's trying to write the perfect song and it's taking forever that's a nod to brian wilson and the beach boys and his pet sounds album where he started taking a lot of lsd while the team while the band was out touring he's on lsd trying to come up with like the perfect uh song which ultimately became good vibrations that's what that nod was mm. too it has the beatles is that really scene. i didn't know that that's yeah that's that, a great song that, that, yeah that's yeah. how that's how good vibrations came about and the rest of the Beach Boys thought it was crazy. You know, it's like they say in this movie, it's like, that goat's got more fucking FaceTime on this song than I do. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, the quotes in this movie are amazing, though. But uh, the Beatles scene is probably my favorite scene of the movie because he's sitting there and it's Dewey Cox, which is played by John C. Riley, And he's sitting with Tim Meadows, who's like mm-hmm. his bassist. And they're, they're in India with the Maharishi with the Beatles. And you have Paul McCartney, who's played by Jack Black. You have George Harrison, who's played by Justin Long. You have John Lennon, played by Paul Rudd. And you have Ringo Starr, who's played by Jason Schwartzman. Mm. And it's just, it's hysterical, that whole scene. Some of my favorite quotes from the movie come from that. Uh, J- Justin Long's sitting there, and he's like playing his sitar. He's like, I'm just sitting here while my guitar quietly whimpers. Which mm-hmm. is a nod to while my guitar gently weeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have like Paul McCartney, you know, Jack Black is Paul McCartney. He's like, we're nothing but grains of sand. And Dewey Cox is just like, that was freaking transcendental, Paul McCartney. Do you agree, John Lennon? He's like, yes, Dewey Cox. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can. And then he looks at the, the camera. He's like, yeah. imagine. You know, so a nod <laughs> the to way the, yes, the, the way he says the imagine part is the best part, yeah. I mean, so this, this movie... Long-ass movie. Long movie, but great. It is, but it's... I feel it's, like it's like almost three hours, isn't no, it? No, it can't be that long. I swear. It's yeah. funny, though. Yeah, it's, it's funny. non-stop funny. It is. Uh, a couple other of my favorite quotes from this. His dad, he's like, when, when they're fighting with machetes yeah. at the end, he's like, you ain't half the boy that Nate was. You ain't even half the boy that the top half of Nate was after you cut him in half. And Dewey's like, so you're saying that I'm less than a quarter of the boy that Nate was? And then, of course, you got Tim Meadows' character, you know, and you never paid for drugs. Yeah. Once. You, want, you don't want none of this shit? You don't want none of this shit, Dewey Cox? I like it when his dad comes to the, uh, I think they're in a hotel room. Yes. And that guy's walking around naked. Yeah. He's just like, he's just his like penis a, is like right in his face. Just, just face full of dong. I mean, <laughs> he it's just, just. opens the door, just naked. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. Oh. Every time, like even like forgetting it's Sarah Marshall, every time they just throw like a, a wiener in there. Yeah, like it always, ra- it's always funny because you don't expect it. Yeah. That's the funniest part. You're like, oh shit, yeah, it's a wiener. <laughs> oh, dong. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But you also have Jenna Fisher's in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, so Pam from The Office is in this movie. And I think it's the only other movie I like think I've ever seen her in. 
Was it her or is it the girl from? Because uh, you always get them confused. No, it's like, definitely Jenna Fisher. Is it? 120%. I thought it was the other chick nope. that looks just like her. Nope. Amy Adams. No. Yeah. No, oh, okay. It's, it's Jenna Fisher. Huh? Yeah. So she's in this well, movie. Another great quote is when he's like, he, he's given up on drugs and he's trying to yeah. avoid the temptations and he comes backstage and there's the temptations sitting there singing yeah. My Girl. He's like, the temptations. Yeah, it's stupid. I love it's, stupid It's humor. very stupid, but it's actually funny. Oh, it's like, so yeah. good. And it's one of those movies where I remember when I bought this movie, I actually bought it on like DVD and, yeah. and it was like $5 at like a Circle K. And the guy's like, are you sure you want to you wanna buy this movie? And I think I probably had a couple beers at the time or something. I was just like, I'm going to buy this movie. And I'm going to walk hard and the guy's just like get the fuck out of my store give me five dollars for the movie and get the hell out of here so so there you go there those are my movies i have saving private ryan once upon a time in hollywood almost famous and walk hard the dewey cox story and then matthew you had i had wedding crashers pulp fiction gardens galaxy 2 and Shutter Island. All right. So who would everybody want to hang with if we could hang with somebody? I mean, if someone can hang with one of us, who do you think they would hang that's with? That's a good question. Maybe we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put that up on a on the, a poll on Twitter. Yeah, I'll have a couple people answer. Yeah, so let's, let's review everything. Okay. Review everything, okay? All right. So one video game. I'm going to go through my list, then you go through yeah, your go list. Ahead. So if you were to kick it with me, and again, social distancing. So if you're coming over and you're staying with me, you're staying with me. We're not going anywhere. Would you be down to hang out with either John or Matthew? So my one video game is MLB The Show. My two types of food are Lou Malnati's Pizza and Pop-Tarts. My three TV shows are Friends, Community, and Band of Brothers. And my four movies are Saving Private Ryan, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Almost Famous, and Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Very cool. Okay, so what I got, uh, my video game, I feel like I win this one. Sorry, Call of Duty probably. Yeah, you, you win that one. <laughs> And it'll be the so, show like if we're hanging out together yeah. you're like hey man it's my turn to just press x for Plus, three we hours can play on, we can play online with people yeah you know? um so two types of food is uh, pizza rolls everyone loves those mm-hmm. everyone loves bean burgers that's a big hot topic yeah. nowadays uh three tv shows louis no one else probably likes that and practical jokers in the office those are very kind of entertaining uh my four movies which are basically i just realized they're movies where you're dating somebody and within the two weeks you watch these movies you're like oh you haven't seen this let's watch this <laughs> it's wedding crashers pulp fiction guardian gardens of the galaxy 2 and shutter island okay i can't think of uh anytime i've ever said you've never seen shutter island sit down <laughs> sit down let's <laughs> so watch these are, these are my shit. four movies it's like wait have you seen this yet no <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. You know, again, the Corona Apocalypse Survival Guide brought to you by the Suns Report podcast. No, we didn't talk very much about the Phoenix Suns, a little Devin Booker here and there. But we're doing what you all should be doing. We should we are staying inside. We're doing our part in ensuring that the virus doesn't spread to anybody. Because, again, even if you're somebody who is healthy and, and not feeling the symptoms, you can still be carrying it and you can get people, you know, infected with this thing. So, you know, the best way to do that is... Pass the time by by doing some of the things that we talked about here. You know, check out some of the movies, check out some of the shows, get the video game, what have you. You know, I think one thing that we have going for us as a society is we have access to all these things very easily. It's not like if this was 20 years ago, like you couldn't get these DVDs. There was no Amazon the way that it's built and structured the way that it is now. So yeah, make think- sure you stay in shape too. Try to work out. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I feel like crap um friday yeah yesterday so the, today i went to go play basketball for like an hour yeah i feel so much better just getting out there there's so many people it's like new york city out there right now people walking up and down oh, the yeah. streets it's crazy oh yeah go for a hike you know there's yeah. plenty of things that we can do to to make ourselves feel better both physically and mentally as we have to deal with kind of what's going on in the, in the world at large a couple other podcasts that we're going to be putting out this week on tuesday we're going to be releasing our ask us anything 2.0 podcast uh, you know, make sure you stop by and listen to that one. That's where we've asked questions of our listeners, and they've provided us with those questions. And we just sit around, we talk about the topics, whether it's about Phoenix Suns basketball or if we're just talking about maybe movies again. I'm okay with that. And the last Ask Us Anything podcast, I did say that the coronavirus was bullshit, and I, pro- I misspoke there. You know, I know when I'm wrong, and I, you know, it's not bullshit. It's affecting my life. It's affecting the lives of the people that I love. And, you know, again, it's it's definitely not bullshit. And I apologize for speaking out of turn on that. You know, the conspiracy theory that Matthew had, you know, again, that's not meant to be taken seriously. That's a joking conspiracy theory. There's no way that, well, it, that a worldwide virus 
is being put out to, to change the NBA season, and that's it. And then on Thursday, we'll be putting out our My Top 3 Phoenix Suns What Ifs. So that's actually a podcast that we recorded last December, but it's still worth a listen. The three biggest what ifs in Phoenix Suns history. That's it for this episode of the Suns Report podcast. Again, follow us on Twitter at the Suns Report. You can email us, thesunsreport at gmail.com. Follow both of us on Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is John. This is Matthew. Stay safe, everyone. Yeah, go home and stay home and love your family. Amen. Take care. <laughs>